Hi everyone and welcome to another special episode of Surprise Guest with Pia Arcangel. And today, I'm going to be trying something new, this guessing game, <laughs> trying to figure out who our guest will be. So if you can, join me in trying to figure out who today's special surprise guest is. So our team has prepared some audio clues for me. And then if I don't get it with the audio clues, we move on to the photo clues, which I will describe for you. And um, wish me luck. I hope I can guess this right away. So, okay, game. I don't first clue natin. Medyo kinakabahan ako. Kasi first time natin mag-audio uh, clue. Just put two tablespoons. Um, okay. May tinitimpla ang ating surprise guest. Mmm, yummy. I suppose our surprise guest is uh, a mom. Kasi may kasama siyang bata. So parang may hinahanda siyang... Inumin para sa kanyang anak. That's my guess, ha? Based on the first clue. Okay, anong second clue natin? Technical foul! Ah, okay. Technical foul. Ay, athlete siguro yung ating surprise guest. Kasi may referee. Next clue. Okay, basketball court yon. So, basketball player. Tama ba ako so far? Ah, wait a minute. Bakit may boses ng babae dun sa first? Um, gatas? Um, Alaska player ba siya? <laughs> Tama ba? Nako, ang hirap naman ito. Oh my gosh, ang dami kayang basketball player ng Alaska. Legend or young player? Ah, okay. Sabi sa akin ng team, I can ask the guest. <laughs> Hi, surprise guest! Am I right? Ikaw ba isang player ng Alaska? Former player of Alaska? Yeah. Yeah, I played for Alaska before. Ah, okay. Kaya lang sinur ka ng aming team, which means isa ka sa mga legends. And one of the legends that first comes to mind kapag Alaska ay si Jolas. I'm guessing, surprise guest, ikaw ba si Jojo Lastimosa? Yeah, I just live 300 meters away from Yay! your house. <laughs> Yay! Jolas, tama ako. Oh my gosh, Jolas, hi! How are you? Hello! <laughs> I'm good, Pia. I'm good, Pia. Hello, neighbor. Hello, neighbor. Oh my God, I can't believe ikaw ang aming surprise guest today. I was really wishing, hoping, and praying that we would have basketball legends on the show. And of course, sino pa bang ibang mga basketball legend kundi si Jolas, di ba? Marami kami ah. Pero ang galing mo manghula. Grabe, ang galing mo manghula. <laughs> Pero alam mo, to be honest, na-distract ako dun sa pagtimpla. Akala ko talaga nanay yung guest namin. <laughs> I, I can't believe na nakuha mo kagad na agatas ah, Alaska. Pwede ka naman mag-ano ng chocolate, pwede ka naman mag-ano ng, ng, ng tea. Bakit gatas kagad? Kasi yung generation ko, habang lumalaki ako, ang pinapanood namin, <laughs> okay, mga Alaska, Pure Foods, Hinebra, eh parang hindi naman tinitimpla yung Hinebra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> so Alaska, pero actually dun sa ano, dun sa basketball shoes, tsaka yung sa referee, dun ako na ano, yeah, yeah. neighbors tayo pero bihira lang kitang makita dahil of course the situation ngayon. So how are you? I'm good. Uh, everything... Seems to be back to normal in terms of our practices. I'm with NLEX and then I'm also with FEU. It's nice to see na parang everything's back to normal. Kaya nga minsan-minsan nalilimutan ko na magmask eh. And then I realized, oops, pandemic pa pala tayo. Parang ganun. But I'm so happy that everything is kind of parang close to 100%. Oo nga. Actually, since alert level 1 na, parang medyo slowly getting back to normal. Plus may live audience na kayo sa games, di ba? Correct. My live audience na. At the beginning, yung PBA at the beginning wala. And then, daan-dahan, nagpapasok sila. And then, even sa UAP, we started with no audience. And now, meron na siya. But it's not 100% yet. Pero, we're, we're seeing a 
parang the crowd going back and then at the same time yung mga bands sa colleges so nagbabalik na rin. Wow, so iba na yung feeling, 'di ba? Medyo mas exciting na ngayon. Iba, you can't believe how different it is with playing or just me being on the sidelines with without any audience and then now seeing them again parang it gives you a sense of parang normalcy. Na parang yung babalik tayo sa 2019, yung huli namin na may season na may nanood. I know you're busy coaching. Like you mentioned, you're coaching the NLEX Red Warriors. Uh, although finals na ng PBA, di ba? And then you're gonna go on break. Kailan yung start ng next season ninyo? I think it's somewhere around June. First week, five or five to nine. Maparang ganun. I'm not so sure, but it's it's first week of June. Well, kanina, Joelas, di ba? One of the first clues talaga was um, the fact that you were an Alaska player. Not just any Alaska player, but an Alaska legend. And I can see sa likod mo, yung jersey mo. Di ba, Niretire nila yung number mo, di ba? Niretire yung jersey when you re- when you yourself retired. Yes. Um, my last year was 2002. And then the following season, I think the first conference, niretire right away yung jersey ko. The first one was Bogs Adornado. Uh, this is Alaska, ha? Alaska franchise. Bogs Adornado was the first one. I think I'm I'm the second one. I think I'm the second one. And then niretire namin si Sean Chambers. And then I can't remember... Um, I think we retired also Johnny Abarientos and Bong Hawkins and also Jeff Carriazo and, and the latest was um, Sanitos. Oh, ano bang ibig sabihin pag niretire ang jersey? I mean, I just know it's a big deal pero ano talaga ibig sabihin nun? Seriously, yung asawa mo, matagal mo nang kasama, di mo alam ano ibig sabihin yan. Hindi, alam ko lang na big deal siya. It's a big Uh-oh. deal but ibig sabihin nun, Nobody can use your number anymore. Okay, uh They have to pay me. Wow. Okay, if, I, if somebody comes in, uh, number six sa buong career niya, papasok siya sa franchise, gusto niya gamitin yung number ko, kailangan niya magpaalam sa akin or bayaran niya ako. <laughs> Whichever the wow. case. Wow, may, may nagtangka na ba? <laughs> no, 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 wala naman, wala naman. But usually ganun, um, hindi mo na magagamit yung, yung jersey number na yun. Not just for your, just for the team, for your team. Just for the franchise. Ah, uh, for the franchise. Wow. Well, speaking of the franchise, we know that was that last year or early this year when um the franchise was what's the term surrendered or parang nag-expire yung franchise ng Alaska. What is the term for that? Retired. Um, they, they're using the word na parang retired or you know wala ko narinig. They retired the the franchise. Parang hindi naman disband. Parang, or it, it folded, parang they, they stopped um, using the franchise. So I don't know what you, whatever you call it, but it's not existing anymore. So what's going to remain is only the legacy, you know, the, the accomplishments that, that the franchise has left behind. So that's it. Or what was your reaction? Because you spent so much of your career and your glory days with Alaska. It's just strange lang na parang... Finally, yung, yung team na, that accomplished so much in the 90s, it's finally parang no more. Parang hindi ka na makakita ng mga Alaska players or yung team namin. Parang it's just strange. Parang, parang may katapusan. Kasi you always want the teams to, to last as long as you can. Uh, maglalaro pa yung mga apo, mga ganun. But now, it's just so strange yung feeling na parang hanggang doon na lang siya. Parang hindi na marirewrite yung kung ano man na, na iwan namin doon. Because wala na, there's no more chance for the players to rewrite anything uh, with regards to our legacy kasi tapos na eh. Nasenti ka ba? Parang did you like get in touch with your former yeah. teammates? Hindi ako umiyak. <laughs> if that's what you're asking me, no. Medyo, <laughs> medyo ano lang, sad, deep inside in my heart. Of course, I was sad because we built a lot of relationships there in Alaska, especially the ownership. See, Fred and, and Carrie, husband and wife, and they run it like a perfect 
franchise that relationships and 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 teamwork yun yung pinakamoto namin coming from the owners beginning from the owners down to the coaching staff all the way to the ball boys there was great relationships built throughout those years para sa akin yun ang pinakamasakit dahil I'm gonna be leaving all those all those people behind, and although I see some of them, even yung mga teammates ko now, but you kind of just reminisce on those memories. Na parang they were the best of times, I would say. Para sa akin, they were the best of times, and it's never gonna be replicated again in my probably in my whole life because and that shared and shared victories, the struggles there, and then finally you win and you share it with the other families, players' families. So masarap. Among lahat ng mga naging teammates mo, I, who would you say you're closest to or you develop the closest relationship with? Hanggang ngayon, kachat mo pa rin. I still see Johnny kasi nasa PBA siya. And I was close to to most of them. Almost all of them. Si Dickie Bachman, who, who was the GM, who became the GM of Alaska before it um, folded. And then si June Reyes, si, si, um, si Bong Hawkins. And the rest of the other guys, sila Rodney Santos, even sila Jeff Carriazzo. Those guys, sila Kenneth Remdes. I still see see them, uh, most of them now. And in fact, naglalaro pa kami. So from time to time, there are invitations na mga maglaro yung mga legends. And I see them. And you know, parang... Nababalikan namin yung mga memories namin before when we were still playing. So it's, it's really fun. Wow, acute naman yun. Naglalaro pa kayo as in for mga um, <laughs> iba't-ibang liga or mga ano lang yun, mga warm-up, <laughs> tune-up games ninyo for exercise? You know, exhibition games mostly. And this is what happened, Pia, believe it or not. When I retired or when we retire, we get invited a lot to go not only in the Philippines but outside of the Philippines. Um, in fact, there was an invitation for us to leave this June to Canada. So it's a five-city tour. So palaging ganon. So five cities, four cities. So we had an opportunity to travel together with other legends and like sila Alan Kaidik, palagi namin kasama. Uh, palagi si Jericho Dinera, si Alvin Patribonia. Yun yung mga palaging ano, sila Johnny. So believe it or not, since I retired, siguro nakailang travel na ako abroad. Siguro hindi lang siguro sampo. Wow! Parang mas marami pa yung invitations. Well, syempre, siguro mas marami invitations that came after. Yes. Oh, for us to play outside. And we play, we always play in front of Filipinos. Ang nag invite niyan mga promoters are Filipino, Filipinos uh, in a community. Let's say, for example, uh, like yung trip namin sa Canada this June, which hindi ako makakapunta because I still in negotiations with my contract. Sa, sa Vancouver kami, mga ganun. So, daming mga Pilipino doon. And then, we will go to um, Calgary, uh, Red Deer, mga ganun. So, may bonding pa rin kayo even after retirement. And then ngayon, parang kabonding mo pa yung mga dati mong kalaban. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's actually fun because, of course, aside from being being paid per game, we get to travel, of course. And then, para sa akin, the best part is actually mingling with the Filipino communities. Kasi karamihan sa kanila umalis 10 years ago, 20 years ago, yung mga kapanahunan namin. And pag nakikita kami, parang we kind of bring back a little bit of the Philippines too to where they are. Parang hindi, uh, alam mo yun yung feeling nila, uy, nakipapanood namin kayo sa TV before, first time namin kayo nakita dito kasi taga Mindanao kami, taga Visayas kami. And now you're here, so palaging ganun yung mga kwento nila. Wow, napaka-heartwarming naman. But you know, I'm curious, kasi di ba lagi pag sa mga basketball films or mga sports movies, parang iba yung pinapakita nilang bond uh, among teammates, na parang band of brothers talaga in a way. Was it that way for you? Yes. Yes, palaging ganun. Once you've shared hard times with anyone, 
and then you experience those hard times and then you experience victories together you're gonna be bonded for life oh i i failed to mention si Sean chambers pala yung import namin from from the beginning um since i transferred si Sean, uh let me talk a little bit about him because si Sean, americano siya pero nagkaroon na siya ng pusong pilipino alam niya na kung paano makitungo yung mga pilipino and parang every time he talks about Alaska, which 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 is very often, because and dami ng mga interviews about us since we retired. Parang he really speaks from his heart because alam niya po anong anong blessings na nakuha niya when when he played here in the PBA and the the bond that we have with Sean is just so great because even now when we when we talk, nakikita mo yung gratitude niya. It's just because there's just so much hardship that we shared and then celebrations. With, with families, with, with the whole team. Pero siguro meron din yung mga makukulit, di ba? Parang sa magkakapatid, meron yung mga pasaway or yung makulit. <laughs> meron, and then meron din yung parang, parang ginagawa yung parang pet. Alam mo yun, na parang <laughs> palagi nalang binubuli, na parang pinagkakatuwaan, palaging may ganun. So sino yun? <laughs> sino yung pinagkakatuwaan ninyo? Uh, it changes. Pero may player palagi na, alam mo, matigas yung ulo, may mga ganun. But the good thing about our team was that we have really established and solid leaders beginning with of course myself sila Johnny sila Bong so every time there's a new guy that comes in we dictate what kind of character and personality the team is because of how we are or what we are yung mga nagawa namin and parang sumusunod na lang yung mga players so it's an easy transition for those guys am i right in remembering that sabay kayo ni coach Tim na pumasok ng Alaska no nauna siya sa akin kan pumasok yata siya nung 89 sa Alaska tos ako pumasok ako nung 91 and then your first title with Alaska was um that same year or the next year yeah that same year wow that so when ano year mo sa Alaska tapos nagano kayo champion agad right the champion kagad kami and then after that we um kind of shook up the team so we traded a lot of players after nung nanalo kami <laughs> nung 92 so we were so bad in 92 and then 93 and then the team started to turn around when we drafted Johnny Tapos uh, through trades, nakuha namin si Bong, we drafted Ken, and then we drafted Jeff. So, umpisa na. Di ba nag-grand slam kayo? 96, 96. Yeah, yun yung culmination ng team namin now when we, after we kind of, we, we traded the, the, a lot of guys, yung mga vets namin after 91, we, we shook the, the team up. So, we were kind of rebuilding in 92 and 93. I think Johnny came in in 93. Hindi naman kami din right away, we were very good. But umbisa, ng, umbisa pa lang, 93, 94. 94, we started to compete already in the playoffs. Gumagaling na team namin. We won in 94 already. And then we already won another one in 95. And then yung 96, parang everything just fell into place. I was already in the in the peak of my career. And Johnny was going to his peak and, and bong was at his peak as well. Nagsabay-sabay kami lahat in 96. Sino pinakamahirap na kalaban? I mean, obviously, there are the teams na mahirap kalaban because magagaling yung players. Pero minsan kasi yung fans factor din sila, di ba? Sure, Pag nakakainis sure. yung fans ng kabilang team, mahirap kalabanin yung team na yon. Personally, Pia, mas gusto ko yung mga kalaban na mga makukulit na mga fans sila na mga rabid. Mga, mga rabid. Mas gusto ko yun. And the hardest, the hardest teams to, to play against, of course, was Hinebra and then San Miguel. Back in the 90s, it wasn't only Hinebra and, and San Miguel who were, who were also playing well. I think I remember we played against Shell in the finals. So, malakas ting Shell kasi na si Benji para sa kasi Ronnie Magsanok tapos import nila magaling. Pero for most of the time, it was San Miguel or, or Hinebra. Palitan lang sila. 
and then pure foods also. Ano yung difference? Parang bakit sila yung mga mahirap kalaban? Malakas yung team nila. Ever since yung 90s, even now, malakas pa rin yung mga teams nila. And and their history is, they, they, they never had a, a weak team. They're always solid. And they recruit well, and the best players, they go to them. So, wala kang magawa <laughs> eh, sino yung ano? Yung mga sneaky players. Yung mga anong time nyo? Sino yung mga nakakapikon? Friends kayo, pero pag nasa court kayo, medyo nakakapikon nang talaga. <laughs> Napipikon ako nung time na yun, pag hinebra kalaban namin. It's just because pinagpapalit-palitan ako uh, to, to get under my skin. Ano pa kasi dati, pag medyo rough ka dati, hindi naman tinatawagan ng flagrant eh. Pag tinusok yung mata mo, hindi naman flagrant yun eh. Hindi pa flagrant yun? <laughs> <laughs> hindi, dati hindi. Ngayon, flagrant na yan. Tapos pag gitira ka, lalagyan ka ng paa. Dati hindi flagrant yun. Ngayon, flagrant na yun. And I've sprained my, my foot a couple of times because when I shoot, they stick a foot under me. So pag napakan mo yun, ano ka, ma-sprain ka. Doon lang ako nainis because it's gotten so parang borderline dirty na talaga. But you know, it's, it's all part of the game. Just still fight through it and it actually gives me an additional motivation to, to even go harder. Would you say mas physical yung laban before compared to these days? <laughs> oh yes, yung, yung ano dati, bugbugan yung game dati. Bugbugan yung game and then if you go to the basket, be ready to get hit. And if you get hit, you, they seldom give a flagrant foul. So yung mga flagrant foul ngayon, dati hindi yan flagrant foul, karamihan. Unless na makikita mo yung intention talaga na sasaktan ka. But you can hardly see flagrant fouls before. Eh di ba before you were called Mr. Fourth Quarter Man? So parang clutch guy ka talaga. Mm, alam na alam mo, talaga nanonood ko talaga yata dati. <laughs> Oo, super fan ako pero hindi ko pwedeng sabihin sa iyo kung sino yung mga teams na chine-cheer namin. <laughs> okay lang kasi alam ko Hinebra ka eh. <laughs> <laughs> hindi basta kung sino yung chine-cheer nung daddy ko doon na ako. Wala pa ako masyadong alam. Pero syempre, ang eto natatandaan ko na you were Mr. Fourth Quarter Man. Tsaka ano, 'di ba? Alam ko legendary yung legs ni Jolas. <laughs> Yun ang alam ko. It's just genetic. Na parang minsan tinatawag na Jolegs. Tama ba? Yeah, yeah. Among others, parang I actually didn't appreciate it. But what can I do? May problema ka ba sa career? Love life? Sex life? Or do you just need someone to talk to? Kahit gaano pa yan, it's complicated. Pag-usapan natin yan sa Share Ko Lang Podcast. I'm Dr. Anna Tuazon, isang psychologist. Samahan niyo ako as we hear stories from personalities about issues that we all can relate to. May mapupulot ka pang tips para sa stronger and better version of you. Listen to Share Ko Lang Podcast, an original by GMA News and Public Affairs. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Hi, I'm Howie Severino. My colleagues and I developed this idea of creating a podcast as a safe space for sharing insights with leaders and interesting people across diverse backgrounds. I've been a journalist for 33 years as a newspaper reporter, news anchor, online editor, and documentary maker. But podcasting is fresh territory for me. Check out the Howie Severino Podcast, an original for GMA News and Public Affairs. New episodes will stream every Thursday. Listen for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other platforms. Empower yourself and be safe.
eto natatandaan ko na you were Mr. Fourth Quarter Man. Tsaka ano, di ba, alam ko legendary yung legs ni Jolas. <laughs> Yun ang alam ko. It's just genetic. Na parang minsan tinatawag na Jolegs. Tama ba? Yeah, yeah. Among others, parang I actually didn't appreciate it. But what can I do? <laughs> mm, how come you didn't appreciate it? Kasi parang I think for people, parang they were trying to compliment you. At first, parang ay- ayoko yung legs din ko din na masyadong malaki. I mean like, alam ko yung iba gusto nila but I don't like it. But you know, it's it's just genetics. Alam mo ako magawa dito. And I think also, on the other hand, it has actually given me a, a solid foundation. So most of my career, I wasn't really hurt. You know, that's probably because I had really strong legs. But the Mr. Fourth Quarter man, that you don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind that because it's somewhat true. It's it's part of, it did not really happen by accident. So it's just a matter of because when when even when I was playing before the PBA, I used to take tough shots. I used to take clutch shots because I was I was playing the most minutes. So kumbaga inaasahan ka. And sometimes you, you, make, you make them, sometimes you don't. But for me, I want to take the the crucial shots because if I don't make it, I don't mind being blamed. So I I can take it. So I I'm I'm not shying away. I I don't get scared when when the shots are 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 hard or are difficult. I just care that when I was playing in the PBA already. So parang para sa akin, it's 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 what I've been doing my whole life. But do you remember um sinong nagbansag sa ng Mr. Fourth Quarter Man the first time? I can't remember. I can't remember. And also siguro din pia because ano alalaksin nila yung I make shots in the fourth quarter when everyone is tired. It's a function of of uh, conditioning and at the same time it's a function of of managing your time or of managing your energy that you don't spend it so much in the first three quarters. Kind of, you call that pacing. So you pace a little bit. So pagdating ng fourth quarter, when everyone's tired, they don't pace themselves, then I still have more energy than them. Parang ganun yung may game plan. Endurance talaga. And this is something na parang tinuturo mo sa players mo ngayon now that you're coaching. Hindi naman. Kasi hindi naman naglalaro na matagal yung mga players namin ngayon. It's, it's like they play 25 minutes, sometimes 30 minutes. Because back in the day when I was playing, I, I used to play around some somewhere around 36, 38 minutes, sometimes 40 minutes. So you kind of tell yourself to to pace because I know that I play a lot of minutes. Hindi po pwede na pagdating sa fourth quarter, lupay pa na ako. Oh, good point naman, no? Pero di ba, Jolas, bago ka nag-Alaska, nag-Pure Foods ka rin. Correct. How many years ka sa Pure Foods? I signed my first contract with Pure Foods, a three-year contract, 1988, 89, and 30. If you know kung magano kinita ko before, I can discuss it to you as well. So I think my first pay, um, gusto ko lang i-mention to because ngayon kasi ang lalaki ng mga sweldo eh. But when I first started with Pure Foods, I think I got 35,000 in the first year. And then escalated to to 40 yata the second year and then 45 yata the second year. Wow, for so, the whole year? A month, a month. Sorry, a month. A month. Ah, okay, so, okay. So magano nag-escalate <laughs> lang per year. 35 a month, 40 a month the second year and then... 45 a month the second a uh, third year. And ngayon ang starting ng mga bagong player. Ang starting pero yung sorry yung sweldo na yun sa amin medyo nasa ano na yun ah ang yung rate na yun siguro nasa top top 5 na yung sweldo na yun. Ah okay. So ang equivalent noon ngayon is mga 6 digits, mga 6 figure salary ganon. Yeah. Ang equivalent noon nasa mga 300,000 na siguro. Ah uh, okay. Mga ganun na. Kasi yung maximum ngayon, 450 na eh. Mm-hmm. Dati parang wala pang salary cap. Ngayon kasi may salary cap na. You can only give as much as 450 a month 
sa mga players. So when you were with Pure Foods, what was it like playing with the team? Kasi kasikat na rin yun ng Pure Foods at that time, di ba? Everyone was excited to see us because yung, yung grupo na yun, yung core team na yun, was, was, it came from the national team. Kami ni Alvin, Jerry, myself, sila Glenn Capasho, sila Dindo Pomarin. Galing kami sa national team lahat. And then Pure Foods that time was a, an expansion team. And then for the, an expansion team, nung pumasok sila, the deal was if we come in, sabi ng Pure Foods, we want to get the best five players from, from the PBA. Ngayon, di na pwede yun eh. Kasi there's drafting already. Eh. Mm-hmm. Para sa amin, walang drafting nun. So direct hire kami na five players na kinuha ng, ng Pure Foods. Exciting. We, we knew that we have a great potential. Mga bata yung mga players. And then mixed with a group of veteran guys that have championed them before from from Tanduay, and then galing din sa Crispa. Can you imagine? Nagin teammate ko si Freddy Hubalde during that time. I grew up idolizing wow. those guys. So si Freddy Hubalde, si Ramon Fernandez, they were there sila Willie Henaralao. But those two guys, na legends, na member na 25 greatest. I was kind of, parang, my God, you two mga to nasa probinsya palang ako pinapanood. Kung magkano na papakinggan ko na to, kasi wala naman TV before. Eh. And I only see them in magazines. I actually collected their jerseys before when I was growing up. And for for the first time, uh, kasama ko sila on the court together. So it was it was in, inspirational. Ang galing ha. How do you snap out of the fan mode kapag kasama mo sila sa court? Kasi like kung hari ako, minsan nahihirapan ako. Like, you know, talking to legends like you, nasa starstruck ako, it's hard for me to snap out of being a fan. <laughs> How do you do it, playing on court? Yeah, you get used to it. If you see them every day, they become normal to you. So, kumbaga, masasanay ka rin eventually. Especially if nagbabanggaan na kayo, magtinamaan ka na sa mukha, ah, iba na to. Parang, di ba? Parang competition talaga. <laughs> That's all it takes pala. So, you'll get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, when you were in Pure Foods, you were also playing alongside sina Alvin Patrimonio, Jerry Codiniera. Yes, yes. But you're always parang the quiet one, di ba? Parang mas shy type compared to the two of them. Really? Ganun yung perception niyo sa akin? I was the quiet type? I was actually the loudest there. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was the most vocal guy there. Talaga? Yeah, I was the most vocal there. In fact, I think on my second year, I think I was already elected as a team captain on Pure Goods on my second year. Because I was always the the madaldal one, you know, mareklamo, yung mga tipong ganun na, alam mo na, so you, I always wanna, want, want to assert myself or if I have an opinion, somebody has to know it, yung mga parang ganun. So, hindi lang to the to the degree na yung nangyari na sa 90s sa amin but I was I was a young player of course major my reservation pa rin ng konti but my personality is really like that and so when you transferred to Alaska from Pure Foods did you have to break it to them gently or parang normal lang yon yung paglipat parang maintindihan yon ng teammates normal yung paglipat pero the circumstances were different I was traded kumbaga nag, nagpalit kami ng players so I expired na I expired my contract expired after my third year and there was a player that they wanted from Alaska and then Alaska wanted to get me. Pangalan si Elmer Kabahog. Kaibigan ko rin, teammate ko rin sa Cebu. A friend of mine too. And then I think they agreed on a trade, a straight up trade. For me, I was ready to move on when I was with Pure Foods. And I liked the chemistry there because I, I, I like Alvin, I like Jerry, I like Sila Dindo, Sila um, Nelson Asaitono. I like those guys. Pero I, I felt like I wasn't growing as a player or I wasn't learning anything anymore and I wanted to be coached well. So for me, for a young player, you always wanted to be coached well. And I, I was looking for somebody to coach me or to teach me new things. I thought like when I was with Purifus, I wasn't, I wasn't getting that. Perfect. When I went to, to Alaska, Tim was there. 
Tim Cohn was there. Nobody knew that Tim's going to be the greatest coach of all time back in, in, in the 90s, early 90s. Nobody knew because even he admitted that my mga games are not, hey, I look like a genius when I, when I win games, but when I'm up 30 and then I lose the game, I look like an idiot. So, kumbaga, parang inaamin niya na he wasn't very good before, which was true. But through the years, he got better. And it's when I was under Tim that I learned to, to discipline myself both ways, both offense and defense. So, parang you could say that you grew together. Yeah. I learned from him and he also learned from us. He admitted that I'm just a, a, a lucky coach. I'm a lucky coach. I'm just fortunate to have those players to play for me before and now, now with Hinebra and with Magnolia before. He said, I'm probably the luckiest coach because I always get the, the best players in the league. Pero syempre, before you came to the PBA, nabanggit mo nga, di ba, nasa probinsya ka noon na pinapanood mo yung mga legends na to. Where did you first start playing? Sa Cebu nga ba? With Recoletos or? Cagayan de Oro. Yeah, I was born in Cagayan de Oro. I was ah, born okay. and raised there. We are five children. Um, I was the youngest. We have three boys and two girls. My mom, who is deceased, and my dad also passed away. My mom passed away just three years ago. And then my dad passed away before I turned pro in 88. So my mom is from Navaisia. My dad, um, I think, originally is from Cebu. But my brothers, my two brothers and my two sisters were born here in Manila. And then my parents, when they met here in Manila, they decided, hey, let's go to Mindanao because it's the great frontier. So they took off to Cagayan, uh, to Cagayan de Oro, Mindanao, Cagayan de Oro, and settled there in 63. And I was born there. Ako yung pinakahuli. Okay, so yung early years mo playing basketball, doon sa CDO. Yeah, CDO. Proudly playing in the dirt. Sa lupa, um, nakatsinelas, minsan nakapaa. Mga kalaro mo, kapitbahay, ganon. Yeah, kapitbahay ko, mga barkada ko. In fact, I just went home to Cagayan de Oro this Holy Week. And I still see those guys that I grew up with. Nandun pa rin yung mga iba na kalaro ko ng basketball when I was growing up, when I was 8 years old, 7 years old, 10 years old. Nandun pa rin sila. It's fun to go home uh, once in a while and still see those guys. So nagkakwentuhan, parang nagre-reminis kayo about your days playing. Not so much already, but... They're just glad to see me. Parang kumbaga kasi bihira na ako makauwi sa amin eh. And then they're just glad to see me. And siguro deep inside them, parang they don't tell me but you know, parang kudang lang sabihin na, hey, buti naman naalala mo pa kami. So I, I don't forget those guys. You know, they're always going to be part of, of me. How did you come to love the game? Was it something passed on to you by your dad? Or um, did you see it sa mga kapatid mo? Yeah. <laughs> Ang mga players kasi sa family namin was my uncle, the brother of my father. Because growing up, marami yung mga kapatid ng tatay ko eh. And then, I think their parents died. So, my dad was already married. So, we were there living in Cagayan de Oro. He took in his brothers and, and, and some sisters. So, yung mga ibang brothers niya, my uncles, sila yung mga athletes sa family namin. Sila yung naglalaro. Ako lang dati, nakikibundot na ako sa kanila pag naglalaro yung interbarangay. Sama-sama, nood, cheer-cheer, lalakad sa gabi, ganun. And then my brother followed suit, my elder brother. And then ako na yung sumunod. Ako na yung sumunod. So I actually idolized my, my uncle na siya yung naglalaro sa amin. Siya yung pinakamagaling doon sa, sa place namin before. Pero naging professional player ba siya? No, hindi. Magaling lang sa probinsya yun. <laughs> <laughs> so magaling kung lang, lang. <laughs> Ikaw lang naging professional. Ako lang naging professional. Magaling sa probinsya. Although my brother, naglaro siya sa, naging teammate ko rin siya sa amateur and then naglaro din siya sa, sa Cebu, sa, sa, sa college. So, hindi lang siya nag-PBA. Ako lang yung nag-PBA. Pero from CDO, you went to Cebu for college. I, I studied in Ateneo de Cagayan. My elementary days, I went to public school. Probinsya, public school. And then, I took a test um, sa Saviors, sa Ateneo de Cagayan. I took a test coming from a public school. I think that was a really 
big accomplishment when I talk about it to to my kids. Na parang when did that happen? Uh, even now, you know, the educational system is so bad in in public schools that I don't think you'd be able to pass a an entrance exam going into an exclusive school. So anyway, I did that. So pumasa ako. So nag nag nag-aral ako sa Ateneo for four years. Doon ako na recruit ng ng mga pare from Ateneo de Manila. Because we used to have a, what you call the jam, the Jesuit schools tournaments. So there's Ateneo de Sambuanga, Ateneo de Naga, Ateneo de Manila, Ateneo de Cagayan. So nagkakaroon ng, ng tournaments together. And this was in Cagayan de Oro. So sila Chot Reyes was there. He, they were in high school. Kalaban ko yung mga yon. Okay. So, <laughs> doon nagumbisa. I was third year high school. And then yung athletics director nila, bless his heart, he, he passed away, si Father Raymond Holscher. Siya yung athletics director ng, ng Ateneo that time. Siya yung nag, nakakita sa akin. He discovered me there. Like, who's this kid playing here? Center na six feet lang, 5'11". So he told me, because yung team namin, banu kami <laughs> kaya probinsya lang, eh, tinatambakan kami ng Ateneo. But I was the only standout there. And he said, hey, you know, when you graduate, you might want to play in, in Ateneo. And sabi ko, I was in third year. I was 15 years old. Okay, sige. Ganun ako sa kanya. Okay. True enough, the following year, magkaroon ulit kami ng tournament, we saw each other again. Of course, I was probably a much better player. And then he came back. He came back and said, hey, I'm going to send you a ticket. You know, we'll take care of the entrance. You, you take your entrance test in Ateneo and then we'll take care of everything. You give you full scholarship. I couldn't believe it. But I told my parents, hey, I'm going to Ateneo. Ganyan, ganyan, ganyan. Okay, good. To cut long story short, they ended up in Ateneo. Uh, in the summer, walang tao, walang tao sa dorm because it's summer. Uh, I stayed in Servini. I don't know if you're familiar with with Ateneo. Yes, oh, the boys' dorm. Yeah, Servini and then Eliaso para sa mga girls girls school. I stayed in Eliaso first. So I was 16 years old, but I was determined. For me, basketball is going probably going to be my future, and then this is Ateneo, probably gonna get my education here. So I played two seasons in in Ateneo. And unfortunately, I got kicked out in my second year after my second season. And then that's when I went to Cebu. Ah, sa Recoletos. Sa San Jose Recoletos. So kaya napunta ako ng Cebu. Sabi ko nung lumipat ako sa, <laughs> sa San Jose Recoletos, parang, oh my God, I didn't realize that school is going to be this easy. <laughs> <laughs> Sabi ko, this is so easy. Kasi I was studying through the night in Ateneo. Wala kami tutor before. I didn't have any tutor. I had no advisor. No nothing. I had a full load. I was taking business management. I had 21 units before. I had no support. It was kasariling kayod. So buti nga, nakapasa ako ng first year ko eh. And actually, on my second year, I was on probation. I can still go back on my second sem sa college, pero... Ang hirap. It's just, it's just difficult. You know, um, if I want to decide, do I need an education from Ateneo or get it somewhere else and be a basketball player? So I decided to go to Cebu. That's where my career blossomed. Uh-huh. And then after that, after graduation, PBA na kaagad? Uh, no, 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 not yet. Hindi actually ako gumaraduate PBA. I didn't finish my studies because while I was studying there, I played here in Manila as a guest sa isang commercial team doon. And then I won MVP here. That was 1986. That was the time when I got recruited in the national team. That was a turning point. So my name was was um, included in the in the lineup for the for the tryouts for the national team. It was an open tryout. There were like 200 players in Manila that included sila Alvin, sila Jerry, sila Glenn, yung mga yung mga batang players na who, who were established players here in Manila. So in nakuha ko na national team 1986, and that was the beginning of of my 
Manila career. So I was already going Manila, Cebu, Manila, Cebu. I said, I, can't, I won't be able to finish my studies here. So I stayed in, in Manila. Na, and then the rest is history na talaga. Rest is history. Grabe. So all these years, yung love for basketball, parang nag, ano lang siya, di ba? Parang nagta-transition kasi syempre, your love for basketball as a player, tapos mag-iiba na lang siya now that you're a coach. Parang the relationship just gets deeper and deeper. <laughs> yes, and you can impact the game differently now before you have a direct impact on the game because you are in the game you are on the floor you can you can impact the scoring or stopping the other guys from scoring now your impact is going to be off the court so it's more of preparing the players that once they step inside they're going to be ready so that's just part of coaching sabi mo kanina parang the game is not as rough anymore now parang mas physical talaga noon do you remember any particular game na sobrang naging physical when you were still playing na parang because of that particular game napapaisip ka parang is it still worth it? <laughs> no, no. Hindi, hindi, hindi ako ganun na parang because I knew competition is really hard. It's not for the faint-hearted and there's there wasn't a time when it was really hard I said, no. Ito ba talaga? No. But I, I remember a lot of games where it got so rough that I got thrown out. May mga ganun klaseng games and there was also a time where I got hit so hard that I complained. But I didn't complain because of the hit, but it's because of who hit me. <laughs> <Sino yon? laughs> it was my best friend. The guy who I stayed with in Cebu. Okay. A good friend of mine. Magkasama kami ng bahay. Then, nag- nagkalaban kami sa PBA and then tinira niya ako. Sabi <laughs> ko, pambihira naman. Para naman wala tayong, hindi tayo nagsama ng bahay. Nag-share ng meal together. <laughs> Sinong player yon? Si Jay Ramirez. Jay Ramirez. Ah, okay. Okay. Uh, nasa, nasa Canada na siya. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still in touch with him. So, batina kayo? <laughs> I'm still in touch. And then, sabi niya, ah, sorry talaga, napag-utusan lang, napag-utusan lang. <laughs> Nadala ng emosyon. Eh, sabi mo na, ano, that you've been thrown out of games. Mga, how many times have you been thrown out of a game? Because of of, of fighting, um, just one time. Ah, uh, one time. Just one time. Uh, for technical. First technical and then the second one, I nag-argue and then we got teed up again. So, I was out. Oh, sino kalaban yun nun? Never. <laughs> so I've always wondered, kapag ang isang player or coach ay na throw out of the game, anong ginagawa nyo pag nasa dugout na kayo? Do you watch the rest of the game or parang sa sobrang inis hindi mo mapanood yung ano yung laro? Um, usually you can hear it from the dugout, uh, from the locker room. Um, wala naman TV before na pwede ka manood, hindi ka pwede sumilip dun sa gilid kasi bawal na eh. So once you're off the court, you're off the court. So nandun ka lang sa, sa locker room din so, ganun lang. Ah, okay. Ay, kasi parang in my mind, di ba, parang sa pelikula, yung talagang very dramatic na parang <laughs> your, no, no, your no, head no, is no, down. No, 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 no. Yung iba kasi nangyari, like coaches, if they get thrown out in the game, of course, they still want to be involved in the game. So, pumapasok sila sa press room na may TV. So, they monitor the game there. And, um, Hindi naman lang ginagawa na nagpapadala ng mga papel dito oy ganito gawin nyo or may emissary na ganun hindi naman lang ginagawa yun so kumbaga I think for for most coaches pag na-thrown out sila they they trust the the assistant coaches to 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 take over Well we know that basketball is such a huge part of your life pero meron pa bang ibang bahagi ng buhay ni Jolas na hindi namin alam bukod sa basketball like have you ever thought kung hindi ka naging basketball player ano kaya naging career mo I always I was fascinated with with airplanes when I was growing up kasi alam mo naman sa probinsya Pia wala pang airport yata sa Cagayan de Oro before nakikita lang namin ng na aeroplano sa taas na overhead na luma 
Yeah, so I was just curious. Maybe I, I'd like to fly an airplane um, next time. Just because nakikita ko sa tasing aeroplano. But deep in my heart, I always wanted to be a farmer. I like nature. Um, I like raising animals. In fact, I like animals. So we have we have dogs here in the house. I always saw myself as somebody who can grow stuff from seeds. Even now, I, I still plant at home. So I have basils here. Parang ganun. <laughs> so, so plantito farming. ka pala. <laughs> Plantito ba tawag dyan? Oo, plantito. Pwede kang ano, plantito lastimosa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Did you start planting during pandemic? Kasi marami na nahilig lang sa planting because of pandemic. Yes. <laughs> yes, during the pandemic. Pero, Pia, nung, nung elementary ako, part ng training namin yung magtanim eh. Hindi na ginagawa ngayon sa ano yan eh. So dati, part ng subject namin sa elementary sa probinsya, pagtatanim kayo. You learn how to cultivate. You know, you should learn how to how to also plant from seeds and then grow up and then harvest it. So, ganun kami before. Ngayon, di natin alam, di na alam ng mga bata paano mag, magtanim ngayon eh. Oo nga no, parang hindi na yung tinuturo. Kami dati toge. Kasi, di ba yun yung madali. Ay, hindi, hindi toge monggo. <laughs> toge, binababad mo lang sa tubig yan eh. <laughs> Oo nga. So, is that part of your parang plans for the future na para maybe a small farm na or uh, kung saan pwede kang magtanim ng kung ano-ano? Yeah, it's already in the works and kami ni Butchik, we're planning to settle in the province. We're looking at Batangas. So we're planning to build our retirement home there. So hopefully in the, in the very near future, na malapit na. So we're just preparing now. And then hopefully we can have a little farm lot there somewhere. Oh, nice. Meron ako isa suggest na pangalan. Pwedeng ano, Plantitos Timosa. <laughs> Para isang ano na. <laughs> Plantitos Timosa. Isang buo na yon. Alam mo na na si Jolas ang may-ari nun. <laughs> But, you know, Jolas, I was gonna ask, di ba sabi mo yung love for basketball mo came from your father? Kaya lang you have three girls. But are any of your girls athletic also? I was gonna ask kasi if you had male basketball players in the family, pero I know you have three girls. Yeah, hindi. Walang ano. My three girls, si CD, si Kit, and Bud. Mahilig sila sa basketball but only as a fan. Hindi man lang nila siguro nag... Hindi sila, ayaw nila mag-ano eh. Ayaw nila mag-sports eh. So I, I couldn't force them. They, they love watching volleyball. They grew up watching basketball. Pero they never became became athletes. Which which is fine by me. Oh yeah, that's fine. But that, I'm sure yung understanding nila of the game is much deeper than your usual <laughs> or average <Yeah>. basketball fan. <laughs> marunong, marunong manood yung mga yan. They know how... They know how to cheer and they cheer very loud <laughs> and even now we were watching the game sa UAP ayaw na mga aso namin yung may sumisigaw eh so ganun sila manood between your wife and your kids sino pinaka malakas mag cheer si I think si CD yung eldest namin ah <laughs> she's, she's okay. just very loud yes she's just loud she's parang loud. yung pagkasabi mo na she's just loud may kasamang pag-iling eh yeah, <laughs> yeah alam pa kaya alam yun eh oh, Jonas okay before we let you go kasi syempre we won't pass up the opportunity um, since you're here with us this is a surprise for me pero yung team namin nag-prepare sila ng isang special game okay so babasahin ko yung <laughs> ano ah yung, yung rules of the game uh, okay. okay ang tawag dito ay shoot or pass so magbibigay ako ng statement tapos sasabihin mo lang shoot or pass. So if you want to answer uh, or explain the statement, you say shoot. But if ay mo nang pag-usapan pa, pass na lang. Okay? Three statements lang naman to. First statement, hindi sa akin galing to ah. Kailangan ko lang may disclaimer agad. Okay, first statement, shoot or pass. Mayabang daw si Jolas sabi ng mga PBA fans, ng ilang PBA fans. Shoot or pass? Um, it's somewhat true. <laughs> <laughs> 
Talaga. It's somewhat true. I I cannot agree or nor disagree. I think lahat naman kasi ng tao, di ba? Kahit papano, may for you to excel at what you do, kailangan may konting yabang ka. Kailangan meron kasing paniniwala dun sa sarili mo. Right. But at the same time, you have that kind of um, humility inside you na, alam mo, na parang ano pa rin, pero you wanna project yourself that you're confident. Tama, tama. Okay. So, dapat lang you're clear on the that line that differentiates between confidence and excessive arrogance. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next statement. Shoot or pass. PBA player that you look up to and would want to have a one-on-one game with. Shoot. Okay. Shoot. Sina yon. Currently or before? Any time period. Uh, any time. So, um, ano to, di ba? Um, PBA, right? PBA. You mentioned PBA. Yes, NBA, PBA. NBA, no? Uh, PBA. Kasi pag NBA, meron din ako eh. PBA, I would have chosen to do one-on-one with, let me think. Kasi karamihan kasi na, na-encounter ko na eh. But I would have, hmm, interesting. Siguro kung mag-one-on-one, siguro gusto ko ma-one-on-one si Jaworski. Oh, wow. <laughs> Grabe, si Jawo talaga, no? Uh, si Jawo. <laughs> so, siguro physical yung one-on-one na yon. Kasi pareho kami ng built eh. I mean, like, we were, we were kind of the same height and he he plays tough, then I also want to play tough. So it would be interesting. Okay, sige. Very physical, siguro. I, I would want to watch that. One on one, ha? Baga di matapos yung one on one namin. <laughs> eh, sino yung NBA? Sabi mo meron din NBA player na gusto mong ka one on one. Yung idol ko growing up was Julius Irving. So parang fantasy ano lang one on one with Julius Irving. Nice. Do you play ano mga NBA video games? No. <laughs> ah, okay. Eh, hindi ako mahilig sa ano. I, I find it difficult. Parang iba mag-isip yung mga gamer eh. Uh-oh. Alam ko maraming players na naglalaro ng but not me. Alright, last statement. The team that the NLEX Road Warriors would wanna go up against if ever sa finals. Um, We haven't been in the finals, Pia. So, shoot ako dyan. It doesn't matter who. <laughs> <laughs> Basta nasa finals kami. It doesn't matter who. So, Pero mas maganda if, siguro probably Hinebra, so my team would be able to experience how it is to play against the crowd. So I've experienced that going up against Hinebra in the finals and it's a different kind of atmosphere. So I'd like to to be with uh, against to be playing against Hinebra because gusto ko lang maramdaman ng mga players kung uh, yung feeling na 90% or 95% ng crowd is against you. Mahirap bang kalaban ng Hinebra fans? Hindi yung team ha, yung fans. I actually like playing against a crowd. It actually jacks me up. It, it motivates me more. Kaya masaya eh. Para sa akin, pag Ginebra, masaya. Oh, I can imagine. Oh, kasi nga, tsaka yung fans are very loud, di ba? Yeah, maingay oh. sila, pero wala naman silang magagawa sa'yo sa loob ng floor. Hindi naman sila yung bumabantay sa'yo. Mag-iingay lang naman yung mga yan eh. Are you able to tune out yung mga sinasabi ng fans while you're playing? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I try not to, not to listen to them. Wala naman ako nakita nagmura sa akin uh, personally because that's going to be different. But, you know, throughout my, my career, I never had any incidents with fans um, on the stands. Oh, that's good. Because there were instances na, Pia, marami nangyari na may mga fans na binubugbog ng mga players na after the game, wow. the stands, sinusugod nila yung fan doon, binubugbog nila, yeah. I've seen it before sa, in the 90s and then yung recent din dito sa Araneta. I don't want to mention names anymore but it happened. Yung mga fans na nagmumura sa gilid, ayun, inaaway ng mga players. Oh, I saw the documentary, yung NBA, um, what was it called? The something? Um, sa, sa Indiana yun. Malice in the Palace. Malice in the Palace. Oh, yeah. there. Yeah. That, that's the one. Parang ganun. Grabe. Exactly the same. I think nangyari to Hinebra and Presto yata. Hinebra and Presto, if I'm not mistaken. So, yung mga players ng Presto went up to the to the stands sa parang sa lower box. 
binugbog nila yung fan doon. So, ang daming players umakyat. Oh, at least never ka na-involve sa ganun. <laughs> no, no, no. Buti na lang. Okay, eto na lang. Um, what's your advice for aspiring, not just basketball players, but athletes in general who wanna make it big, who wanna go pro? I think it's important for players to to have the, the discipline. Para sa akin, the disciplina is is importante-importante that you don't have any other vices. Because I grew up not smoking, not drinking, not partying. Even if when I was alone already in Cebu, I was earning and I had a, a car already, I still wouldn't want to go out. I still don't want to party. For me, being single-minded in what you want to do, you have to kind of force yourself to, to stick to your rules. And then second, I think you should be able to have an open mind and be able to, to learn from your coaches, to, to learn how to listen. And, and learn from your coaches. I think that's really important. What's also important is, I think humility, I haven't mentioned this before. I think humility is saying to yourself that there's always going to be somebody better than me. I'm not going to be the best now, but there's always going to be somebody better than me. Even if I improve, parang magaling na ako, pero you don't want to tell yourself that mas magaling ako dito. Parang for, because when you, once you say that, you have no more room for improvement. So when, even when I was already in the national team, I always tell myself, there's always going to be a better player than me. But I will continue to work hard because it, it would make you work harder. Sa akin, importante yun eh. Because once you stop working, or once you say to yourself na, ah, wala na ako matututunan, then you, you stop playing. Because you, ne- you never learn, you never stop learning. I love what you said about humility. Kasi di ba yung mga kabataan ngayon, I mean, a lot of young people these days, ang iniisip nila, yung number one mentality na, I have to be number one. And yeah. sometimes that's what's gonna lead you to the, what you mentioned, yung vices. Di ba? Kasi feeling mo number one ka na. So right. parang you sort of get lost along the way. So the humility is very important. And I've seen other players like that. That they believe that they're so much better than the other players that they kind of like, I don't want to do that because... So once you start doing that, then that's the end of you. So you have to continue to work hard and you have to tell yourself that if I'm not careful, someone is going to take over my place. So there's always a sense of insecurity that if I stop working, somebody's going to steal my, my, my job, my my spot. Grabe, pag sinabi sa'yo ni Jolas, maging humble ka, tsaka huwag kang mag or uminom, <laughs> maniniwala ka talaga. <laughs> Gagawin mo talaga yon. <laughs> I have nothing against drinking for as long as you don't get drunk. But when you drink just to get that idea that you want to be cool, then that's wrong. And smoking, ingesting a cigarette into your body, this para sa akin, um, ano yun, hindi po pwede yan. But alcohol sometimes, a little bit of alcohol is good. Pero yung excess, it's, it's, not, it's not always good. Parang you have to know your limits, kumbaga. Yep. Pero para sa akin, huwag mo nang subukan. Don't be curious. Kumbaga, kumbaga subukan ko nga ito eh, kung magustuhan mo. Diba? Kung magustuhan mo. Oo nga. Good point, no? Good point. Yeah, tatandaan natin yan. <laughs> Alright. Nako, Jolas, um, we know that you're very busy. We just wanna say thank you. Salamat sa pagpapaunlak <laughs> sa surprise guest. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Baka meron ka lang ano, um, parang one last thing you wanna say, one last message for all the Jolas fans out there who've, you know, <laughs> been missing you. Kasi, syempre, di ba, uh, matagal rin na nagpahinga from the games yung mga PBA teams so hindi kanila nakikita on the sidelines as well. So, uh, anong gusto mong um, sabihin sa kanila? Yung mga fans ko, nag, nagkalat-kalat na sila. Since I retired, I haven't seen most of them but I still see a few of them. Yung part ng fan club ko, so I have a Jolas circle of friends. 
So, yun yung fan club na binuo nung mga fans ko. Yung iba, di ko na alam ko saan napunta, but wherever they are, they know that I'm still here, they still see me on TV, but it would be nice to reconnect again to them. Um, they've been loyal. Uh, they've been loyal. I think pagkatapos ng playing career ko, wala na silang sinitsir na iba. Eh. Kumbaga, nag-retire na rin sila. And um, I'm happy that um, parang they're still there. I think it happened like a couple of years ago when we had a kind of, a sort of a kind of reunion with my fans. And it's nice to reconnect. And I hope everyone's okay. I hope to see uh, all of you again. Ako, Jolas, thank you so much. It was great seeing you here on Surprise Guest. And uh, ikaw-congratulate ko sarili ko na nahulaan ko kagad. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Believe nga ako sa iyo eh. <laughs> thank you, Jolas. Thank you, thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. This surprise was planned by the team of Nikki Del Mundo and Aubrey De Los Reyes, edited by Shirley Paghiligan with the wonderful people of JMA News and Public Affairs Digital. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Till the next surprise!